lucky, man. And God bless me. God bless my God. I never had too, too hard, right? you know. I'm not rich, but I, you know, I've always had some, some dollars in my pocket. That's why I'm doing God so much, man. It's politics, too, sometimes. When guys born in a certain family, you know, I left a very lucrative position in California, right here in New York. I was at all the studio jobs, Red County, myself, New York, that's what I was doing. Buddy Collette, Lucky Thompson, Miles Davis came in a lot, Miles being in record. This is, uh, this is playing background music for me. For Diana Washington, I used to write her stuff. The albums I wrote her music, some people have it. I was blessed even then. You see, I, I went to get, to get a job to take the test to go to the post office. That's what my father wanted me to do. I went, but I never took the test. I, I, I went and uh, thought about it. I said, I don't want to do this. I wear shine shoes first. I didn't want to, you know, that's something I can I can get with us by my own business. So I walked away and told my father I took the test and failed. He said, What do you do? I said, I'm going to be a musician. He said, Well, is that what's working? He said, I said, Well, you know, you got to be exceptional. He said, Well, I guess I'm getting very good teaching to become exceptional. So he started setting out to Ryan's hat on his base teacher. I was going, going to Red Counter. Red, Red was a very good, you know, fundamental teacher. This, this bass teacher covered the composition very high and high. And high, and high. I used to play much higher when I was younger than I did now. But we had to start playing again, and these kids are playing all over the place. Yeah. Now, about the pieces in this thing, I don't say much about it, except it's not a lot of notes. And I like the, the speed of the quarter triple speed, like a waltz against 4 4. Say. It's hard to talk about music. I think this, some music is a description of the sickness of the society. Some music is, uh, like you think, the, the ones that, what do you call it, music that the restaurants or the elevators? That music is destructive. That music. If you have good music playing for people in the, the happy society on the streets, you know? I feel like uh, my music, uh, I have a new record coming out. I was like, well, maybe this time they'll hear it. Maybe this time they'll, they'll hear it. Yeah, I know actually about the music. See, I, uh, I started Pedal Point in, in the period when everybody was playing bebop. And the history never said this. The historians missed back the idea. But the difference is, I don't only do that. I play, I, I select a song with bar phrases. Because I enjoy all kinds of music. You know, I enjoy even enjoy Indian music so very much, as much as I do Charlie Parker. I like Beethoven, for instance, string quartets. Nine, I like number nine and 12. I'm writing um, string quartets, two violins and two cellos. And I like that sound better than I do the, the viola. Because the cello plays are high enough. Everything possible. Shoes changing is meant to be like that. And the retards and the sonorendos, you know? That's all classical music, you know?
winter moon. How thin and sharp is the moon tonight. How thin and sharp and ghostly white is the slim curved crook of the moon tonight. with a beautiful girl. And before the next full moon rose in the sky, they were wed. To please her husband, the young wife wore a different gown each night. Sometimes she was dressed in yellow. Other nights, she wore red or blue or white. And she always wore a black velvet ribbon around her slender neck. Day and night she wore that ribbon, and it was not long before her husband's curiosity got the better of him. Why do you always wear that ribbon? he asked. She smiled a strange smile and said not a word. At last her husband got angry, and one night he shouted at his bride, Take that ribbon off! I'm tired of looking at it. You will be sorry I do, she replied. So I won't. Every morning at breakfast, the husband ordered his wife to remove the black velvet ribbon from around her neck. Every night at dinner, he told her the same thing. But every morning at breakfast and every night at dinner, all his wife would say was, you will be sorry if I do, so I won't. A week passed. The husband no longer looked into his wife's eyes. He could only stare at that black velvet ribbon around her neck. One night, as his wife lay sleeping, he tiptoed to her sewing basket. While Jeroboam the second was king, God said to Jonah, quickly son of Amati, quietly, go careful not to awaken her, and he bent over his wife's bed and snipped for I know her scissors, and the velvet ribbon fell to the floor. Jonah was extremely frightened, and snap, and ignoring off command, came her head. It rolled over onto the floor in the moonlight, wailing tearfully. I told you you'd be sorry. 
Black Black Plastic, MuniRadio.fm Good morning, good morning, good morning It's time to rise and shine Good morning, good morning, good morning I hope you're feeling fine The sun is just above the hill Another day for us to fill With all the things we love to do Oh, can't you hear? It's calling you Some kind of disarray 
Stellar's J. One. Junko. Nine examples. Orange crowned warbler. One. Crowned Warbler. Three. One. Townsend's Warbler. One, three. Two. Townsend's Warbler. One. Build Magpie One Black Build Magpie One Two Two. 
western wood peewee. Seven examples. Western wood peewee. Seven examples. Western flycatcher, one. Western flycatcher, one, two. Two, three. Gillibray's Warbler, eight Yeah. 
Flat Black Plastic, Muni Radio. FM. Thanks for listening. myself oh my god we have another local luminary making his way slowly into the studio and that would be the undisputable (laughs) brian kent hey brian hey hey hey. brian can you help me with the martha wash interview before we get into your new release oh my god 
perfect. Folks, to warm things up as we're playing songs that Martha has sang lead on, let's do actually in the 90s when she actually earned that crown of uh, Queen of Clubland. She was uh, making hits with all of the producers. Brian, you know all about that. Yes, I do. I do, uh, and I know all about Martha, so I can't wait to talk to her. Let's uh, have an example of that success with a Tony Moran production. I'm not coming down. It was a number one, folks. Check it out. We'll be right back with the one and only Martha Walsh. You're listening to I'm Not Coming Down. That's the number one smash from years gone past with Martha Washington. It's a Tony Moran production. And folks, live on our show, it is the one and only Martha Wash. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. How you doing? Oh, it's so great to have you back on, Martha. How are you doing? Good, good. Go. 
<laughs> Fabulous. I want to go quickly around uh, the control room. We have uh, you, some of your fans here, some people you actually know, the one and only Brian Kent. Hi, Martha. It's Brian Kent. How are you? Hey, darling. How you doing? I'm doing good. I miss you. Good. Good to hear from you. You sound better. The last time I talked to you, you, weren't, you were a little under the weather. You sound amazing. Oh, well, thank you. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we also have um, a local luminary here from San Francisco, a performance artist by the name of Vanilla Meringue. Hi there, Martha. How well, are you? Well, hello there. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm a big fan. I've performed several of your songs. I appreciate that. Well, we Definitely. appreciate you. Which one did you perform, Vanilla? Uh, we've done It's Raining Men, and of course, Everybody Sweat. Everyone's yeah. going to make you sweat. Make you sweat, yes. Yeah. Everybody dance now. I don't even know the name of that song. I just know that you sang lead on it. And you didn't get credit, but you've, everybody's worked things out now. Now we have new legislation in the U.S. and worldwide, thanks to Martha Wash. Thank you, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get right into, into it, Martha. We're super excited. You have a new uh, single that's shooting up the club charts. Uh, it's not just you. It's some of your friends. Can you tell us about this project? Yes, it's it's uh, the group is First Ladies of Disco, and it is myself along with Linda Clifford and Norma Jean Wright, formerly of Chic, mm-hmm. and we have a new single out called uh, Don't Stop Me Now, and it like you said, it is shooting up the charts, and we're very very happy about that, uh, and we want everybody to download it and listen to it and groove to it and all that stuff. It's a mm-hmm. great song. Absolutely. It's available at all major distribution sites um, on iTunes, etc. Um, I downloaded the John LePage and played it uh, on, as a warm-up song before we uh, called you. Uh, that's a great remix. Uh, um, cool. Yeah, John and uh, Moto Blanco did a remix. And... Um, there's so many it's hard to remember every single one uh i i can help you out i'm going to itunes now we can sample we've got uh dj scotty's on there oh yeah that's it that's it dj scotty yeah i knew i was forgetting somebody yeah they're all great mixes and 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 you know if you don't care for one i'm sure you'll care for another one you know they're they're different uh Totally different mixes and uh, just fun. How did you come up with the idea to uh, formulate First Ladies of Disco? How did it all come to be? Actually, it came about with a book called First Ladies of Disco. It was written by uh, author James Arena. And he, that was his first book. He's since written five more books about... uh, the dance music world. Uh, uh, First Ladies of Disco was his first one. Then he went on to write another book about the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and beyond. So funny enough, I was just with him today uh, doing an interview. And um, it's 32 women who were around during the disco era. And they get to tell their stories in their own words about how what was going on with them back in the disco days and what they are doing now. And it's really a great book, um, not just 
a book book to read, but it's also memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when I when I was looking through the book, there were artists that I had totally forgotten about, totally forgotten about, and I said, "Oh <laughs> my God, I do re- I do remember her, and I remember some of the songs that they did." You know, so mm-hmm. it really does kind of take you back in time, and helps you remember who put out what particular song during that time. You know, so it's it's really a great read, but also great memorabilia. That's right, folks. Go get your copy of uh, First Ladies of Disco. That's a James Arena uh, book. Uh, he he sent me a message on Facebook. Uh, he asked me, I said that I can quote it uh, about you. He wanted to let you know that you are one of the most generous artists he's ever come across, uh, and uh, he honors you. <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> he's, 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 so, he's, he's crazy. Yeah, we kind of drag him. We kind of drag him into this whole situation uh, because I think he didn't have a clue that uh, my manager James Washington thought up the idea to take some of the ladies from the book and create First Ladies of Disco. So um, him and I. Uh, partner together to make this a reality and so so far we've had Evelyn Champagne King we've had um, uh, Anita Ward and now we have um, Norma Jean Wright so we kind of shift women around and and have them come in and, and, and do their hits and things like that and then we come together and sing our uh, our singles that's, and the audience mm-hmm. really just love them. Do you have a, a um, I'm sure we all want to know if you have any summer gigs coming up that we should know about. Well, I'll be, I'll be in Norwalk, Connecticut this weekend. All right. Um, uh, doing uh, uh, Norwalk Pride. And then the following weekend I'll be in, uh, or two weeks from then I'll be in, the first ladies of disco will be in Kentucky, in Louisville, Kentucky, doing mm-hmm. Kentucky's Pride. And then I'll be doing St. Louis Pride on the last Sunday of the month. So <laughs> things are sprouting up and the work is uh, the work is coming in. So yeah. Yeah, it's always fun. That's awesome. Um now we're just gonna we're gonna ask I wanna ask my guest uh this is your chance. Questions. I know you. I know Brian's interviewed you recently. Sorry. Well, Mar- Martha and I go way back. <laughs> we we yeah. performed together at at the, at the same gig, and, and we've been friends for a long time. And um, I just right. always love hearing from her. That's fabulous. I didn't know that. Oh yes, we we did yeah. Orlando okay. Pride together, and a few other Martha, right? Uh, exactly. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you never know. Who's on the Who's on the show with you until you get there? Uh, right, right. <laughs> and then you say, "Oh, okay. Hey, baby, how you doing? You know that kind of thing." Right, 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 right. We. I was wondering, are you going to be around during uh, World Pride this year? Are you going to be in New York, or is that the same time as Kentucky? I think, right. Well, this thing just look. It started. What is today? The 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 fifth. Uh huh. The fifth. It started. It started last Sunday. So it's going to be going on the whole month. Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah. I'm 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 going to be in yeah, New York for World Pride, so I would I mean I I was like I hope you're there because I'd love to see you. I know you're back east. Yeah, um, it, it's stuff going on every day. 
every night mm-hmm. in a whole lot of different places and outside of even New York City. You know, <laughs> there's some things going on in Long Island. I'm sure there's stuff going on in, in, in Queens, Brooklyn. You know, it's just that big. Yeah, it's, and they're, it's you know, huge. They're like they're expecting five million people. That's insane. Well, I'm throwing I'm throwing uh, four events over the weekend, producing four events over the weekend as well. So I'm I'm wow. hoping that those five million people check in and come to my events. <laughs> Why don't you guys well, collaborate I, I, on a project together? I know. That's what I'm like. I need to call Martha and see what she's doing this weekend because I might I might have to talk about a a, a, a song or a gig or something. I think the fire marshals are going to be there putting the rest of those people out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is Pride Month, ladies and gentlemen, as we all know. Um, and uh, um, I w- I've always been curious to ask you this question, Martha. Why do you think the LGBT community rallies around you so much and loves you so much? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. No, seriously, I don't know. I don't question it, but I can only guess that it goes all the way back to uh, Sylvester and 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 being with him and starting out with him, uh, my career, mm-hmm. and it's just evolved, uh, developed over the years. Um, and you sang so many gay anthems. I mean, things that were really resonated in the community as well. So I think, you know, you, you stayed relevant and have for your entire career uh, in the scene. So I think that's that's really something to be said. Yeah, honey, I, I've been hanging on for a long <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're doing it well. <laughs> are there a lot of uh, first ladies of disco now knocking on your door after you because you, uh, you know, have had um, two top, um, well, had a top 10 with the first uh, release and now this n- new single, Don't Stop Me Now, shooting up the, the club chart on Billboard. Well, not necessarily. We kind of, I want to say invite ladies to come on board, you know, depending on their schedules because that's, that's another thing. You know, while we do come together to do shows and things, we've all still have our individual schedules going on and, and, and work. You know, yeah. so we try to get together as much as possible. Again, we'll be in Kentucky uh, premiering the song for for uh, Louisville's Pride, and we did some. We did a Christmas show over the holiday last year, so that was really really nice. And it's it's been slowly evolving and and getting better. Um, it would be nice if we could get more women to uh, to come on board. It's just making trying to make things happen and it's not it's not cheap <laughs> you know especially no, doing not. a live show no and to have three you individuals know. come together with everyone's busy schedule is quite an accomplishment uh that's the thing yes yeah. that's the thing but we we make it work because we have fun and everybody enjoys doing this because it's different you know even though we do sing our hits uh that the people know we do other kinds of music and we do tributes and this and that and the other. So it's just an all around fun, good time. That's, that's, that's the point. You know, everybody, they can get nostalgic for a minute and then go off into something else and still have a great time. You know? Yeah. Um, 
I have a question for you. Uh, how do you satisfy folks, the audience, uh, when it comes to um, the hits you had as the, the main voice on those black box and CCing the Music Factory hits? Do you, are you allowed to sing them, or is there a way around it? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, no, I sing them. Oh, right. I love that. You, you, <laughs> I sing them. All yeah, right, I, no, you I you own those songs. <laughs> those songs that when I'm I, not gonna say I own them, but I still sing them. <laughs> when I was and a kid, nobody has, and nobody yeah. has told me that I couldn't. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, those songs moved me in my youth. I was like, oh my god, that voice, right? Well, I, that's how I learned that she had uh, sang on those tracks is actually seeing you perform them live uh, many years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, wait a minute. <laughs> and I put two and two together. But it took I me a minute. I know that song. And I know that singer. And I know that <laughs> voice. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's funny because uh, with the songs that people know that I do, and mostly the dance stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. The last album, the Something Good album, was different. It right. was pop and rock and, you know, and it, and it did get uh, uh, good reviews on it. Now, I'm, I've been in the studio working on some new music, and this is... This is going to make your head snap because it's totally, 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 totally different. I love it. I can't you wait. Know, it's, it's, more, it's more kind of a... R&B, blues, mm. kind of psychedelic type music. Oh, so I like that. Think of, the, think of the 60s. I, yes. All right. I love the 60s. <laughs> I love the 60s. I love all that psychedelic <laughs> head music, trippy music, and the, and the soulful. I love Motown, for example. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, of course. I of course. Yeah. can't wait. Yeah, you're you're so talented. It's going to be totally different again. <laughs> Well, I like to keep mm -hmm. folks guessing. Well, you have such range. Uh, you know, um, Billboard ranked you number 58 uh, of all-time dance artists. Congratulations. Uh, and, and, uh, oh. and going up, obviously. Oh. <laughs> I think you've earned like 10 more notches <laughs> after this hit. Hey, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us. I know this is, a, 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 you know, as planned, a shorter uh, interview than the last time you were on the House of Pride. But don't be a stranger, Martha. We would love you back anytime you'd like to uh, talk about any new projects you, you have coming out. Cool. I appreciate that. And I thank all the fans, too. Just hold on to your, hold on to your pearls because the, the music is coming, hopefully in the next three months. Awesome. So be on the lookout. Awesome. Thank you. Can we get a nice round of applause? Yay. For Martha Wash. Good We're to talk go to you, Martha. We're going to go out with more. Don't, uh, another remix, <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now, the new single from First Ladies of Disco. Why don't we check out um, the uh, Moto Blanca remix? Thanks, Martha. Bye, Martha. All right, baby. You take care. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.
Don't Stop Me Now. What do you guys think of that song? I love it. Pretty catchy. Yeah, it's it great. Pretty catchy. It's really great. Oh, I wanted to ask her who wrote it, damn it. Next time. Next time. But uh, folks, it's number 23 on Billboard Club. It just jumped n- nine big notches. Um, I'm so happy to see the ladies still working. You know, it's uh, leaving their legacy behind. They have such a track record of uh, success. And, you know, when we were kids, I loved that disco music. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You, your career, Brian. Me. <laughs> you've been in the business some time. I have. You're a singer, performer. You're also a producer, club owner. I was a club owner. Was a club yeah, owner. Yeah. So, I mean, you're deep in that mix. It's I'm very deep in the mix. <laughs> I've, I've seen it from all different angles. You know the business. Sometimes not as pretty as other angles, but uh, yeah, I definitely, I've definitely been around. It's been a really, uh, it's been a really great ride, actually. And I've met some really incredible people like Martha and Christine W and Jeannie Tracy and, you know, just legends that I looked up to, Crystal Waters, people that I looked up I to it. for years and I ended up being able to work with. So it was just uh, super exciting. Super, super exciting. And I'm excited to have you back. Uh, you're a regular guest here at House of Pride Radio because uh, you're back today with your own release. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> so excited about this. It's been uh, a couple of years and a lot of my fans have been um, gnawing at me to get something done. And uh, I, I was able to work on this project with DJ Grine, um, Stephen Massey and Toy Armada, who are both super, super talented. And uh, I was doing a gig on Atlantis and uh, we, we started chatting and he, they presented this track to me and I just got so excited. It's, um, it's written by, um, some of the gentlemen that were in uh, snow patrol, the group from the nineties. And the song is called just say yes. It's, it's an amazing song. It has actually a very interesting history, which I won't get into a lot of it right now, but, um, being able to cover it and make it kind of my own has been, uh, super, super exciting. So I'm definitely looking forward to this, uh, kind of summer, summer release summer. You know, it is the 50th anniversary of stonewall this summer. I know. Uh, so I'll it's be a big there. deal. You know, it uh, uh, it all come, makes sense to me now. So we're looking for music that really, you know, is about celebrating and uplifting and uh, giving us, you know, insight and hope for the future and so on and so on. Or it just has a good beat. <laughs> or it just has a good beat. Or it has both, which is the, probably it has the, the, every. So let's let's have a listen. Okay. And uh, it's not quite out yet, but it's coming out soon. Yeah, it drops on June 21st uh, on Friday, June 21st. Um, it was like was released this morning um, on a podcast of DJ grind and toy armadas for their just say yes tour they did a little podcast promo so it's on it's the very first song opens up the um, podcast so you can hear the whole track but it'll be available on june 21st oh great so house probably gets a second kind of like an exclusive yeah this is this is absolutely exclusive Play, <laughs> played from beginning to that. end yes it is <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right um, are you ready vanilla i'm so ready let's hear it all right here goes Just tell me today and take my hand 
That is just say yes, Brian Kent. Wow, Brian, that is a. uh, I saw flags. I love that. It was very pride appropriate. Pride appropriate. I I I love that. that Blasting over the streets. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Uh, Let's uh, welcome my new guest here, uh, Brian and um, Vanilla. We have Salah. Galvez? Sailor Galavis. Galavis. Is that Italian? <laughs> it's Mexican. Oh, it's a very so good close. Try, Jeez, I'm so on point today. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks what did you think of uh, that, this song by Brian Kent, Just oh Say God, Yes? It's fantastic. I'm so glad that I got in just in time to hear it. Thank you. Yay. Well, let's have a nice round of applause for Don't Say Yes as it's released on the 21st, folks. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. All Beat right, Port Brian, I know you're super busy in other areas. Yeah, I have a few parties coming up. That we um, should all attend. We should, you should all attend. Yeah, so um, I have actually a really exciting thing happening here in San Francisco on the rooftop of the Virgin Hotel called Daytime oh. Disco. I saw that already. I'm and there. yeah, and it's uh, Wayne G's coming in from London, and we're going to be up on the roof from 1 to 6 p.m. doing a kind of afternoon tea dance um, classic disco day. So I love it. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. And then I head to New York, and I have... Um, Four events over New York World Pride. I, my events are official official events of World Pride New York, so that's really exciting. Um, I have um, Hustle Ball and Diesel, Underworld, and Brute. So there's four different events at PlayStation Theater and Webster Hall and $3 Bill out in Brooklyn. So when you say you have, the, does that mean are you producing it? Or? I'm producing them, yeah. Wow, that's I'm, a lot I'm, of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Do you have a team? I do. I have um, three, two partners and, and a team, and we've been working on this for probably nine months. Yeah, it's been it's been literally these? that's busy. Yeah, literally a labor. <laughs> so we're about to birth our child, our children. We're oh my god, quintuplets! Is wow. that what that is? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so we're we're super excited about that. Where and can uh, we go if folks are planning? On going to New York for it, this huge Pride event, uh, where do you get tickets? Yeah, if you go to SolidarityPride.com, you'll see all the events and everything going on there. Um, and then I head to Provincetown for Bear Week, where I'm going to be DJing. Okay, I'm totally jealous already. I know. <laughs> I'm going to be... Take me with you. Can I carry your luggage? I, yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm going to be DJing the Bear Boat Cruise, which is always amazing. It's a oh. thousand people on this um, sunset cruise. So I'm like be, that ferry? Uh-huh. Oh, my on the, God. On the giant ferry, so with a huge dance floor on the top. So I'm super excited and honored to be... Um, Are you going to play? Your DJ. Own song. I'm gonna, I am going to play that song. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, we worked hard for that, so I'm, and I'm very proud of it. Well, and, will you and play Steven. a Tweaker Turner remix? If I have a Tweaker Turner remi- remix. I'm going to hook you up before you <laughs> You better hook it up. <laughs> um, that's amazing. That's yeah. a cool gig. Provincetown. Have you ladies been there? I've never been. I'm dying to go. Oh, my Fortunately God. Fortunately yeah. not. What a jet setter, though. New York, Provincetown, <laughs> I, you're all over the place. He's the real deal. It's fun. It's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of, uh, it's, it's a little tiring at times, but I won't complain because I get to do what I love. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's stuff. Where did you get your bonus. good business sense about you? Yeah, um, you know, I, 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 I guess I would have to say my, my dad. I mean, my dad's super successful in his own way, and he has a successful business. I, I think I got it from him. I, I don't know where else I would have got it. It certainly wasn't school. No, that school. makes sense. Uh, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, I didn't get it from school. That's for <laughs> sure. So. I got that. <laughs> well, right. Well, well, this fruit fell a little further rolled, than, than most. You rolled a bit. Yeah, I rolled a bit a bit away. <laughs> but I found my way back, and I'm, I'm good. You sprouted, Jiro. I did. No, no, you're doing just fine, honey. <laughs> um, wow, I wish I had the flexibility to go to these New York gigs, but folks who are going, make sure you uh, tell your friends about it, and let's all support our uh, local LGBTQ promoters and producers and artists. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I always appreciate you having me on. And uh, Really Queen Radio, which was yeah. here for a while, we took we're taking a little Tell hiatus. Us about it. Yeah. Well, Really Queen Radio was uh, my radio show that I did here at at Mutiny Radio um, alongside you. Um, and then we went on our own. But uh, it was it's basically an educational music uh, uh, podcast that has to do with you know I was with one of my younger friends and yeah. like an, a Martha Wash. Or, did you do a Martha Wash? Or, or Lind- I did. A, I didn't do a Martha Wash did show. They know, did the but children I, know who I did a, she was? Well, I did a Sylvester show. Oh, okay. And so we had Martha call in, but the, the, it's the whole thing started because I was out and my friend was like, I was stuck talking about Sylvester and he was like, who's Sylvester? And I was like, really that's, queen. Uh, my God. And so sad. that's how the show title that's got sad. named really queen. Yeah. And basically every week we, we will uh, pick an artist that is a gay icon and we educate the, uh, the ch- children on who this artist is. So it's been, it's a super fun show. And we, it's we almost like our, we, as a, we have an, a responsibility as older queens to teach the younger queens a thing or two, because if you don't know who Sylvester is, right. you know, we were doing something bit, wrong. A slice of the pie. Well, especially if you live in San Francisco and you don't know who Sylvester is. He has such a rich history here. Yeah, for sure. So, we, you know, we've done everyone from Barbara Streisand to George Michael and Freddie Mercury. Did Barbara call in? Barbara uh, wasn't able to call in, um, <laughs> but but a drag queen in L.A. that does Barbara called in. Next uh, best thing. Next okay. best thing. So we, we, we were able to secure that. But yeah, um, but so we'll be back starting in um, in October. We're taking the summer off, obviously, because we just I can't be here. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting that going again because we have a guest every week and it's a lot of fun. But we we do have a website with all of our podcasts, so you can go to reallyqueenradio.com. All right, all right, tell us. Reallyqueenradio.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again. One um. more time. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. I know you have to run off because you, on top, amongst all of these fabulous things, you also do. I, I also host at The Edge. I do musical Wednesdays at The Edge. Um, I have a theater background, so we've been running for six years now. I can't believe it. So we do musical theaters, uh, musical theater videos and clips and trivia and all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing that forever. So that's every Wednesday at The Edge at 7 o'clock, which is where I got a jam. Fabulous. Uh, well, folks, if you want something to do in the castle, go there at the edge right now. Or, well, in an yeah. hour. Well, no, in like 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, you're going to take <laughs> Uber. Uh, but folks listening to us, don't go anywhere because the show's half over, but we still have to get into uh, um, Salas and Joel's, um, Vanilla's stories. Plus, we have uh, Half of Dirty Disco uh, by telephone, Houston, in a few minutes. And um, then last but not least, Georgie Borgi, Chicago. But hey, did you know that Sylvester's song, You Make Me Feel Mighty Real, was just recently inducted into I did. Finally, right? Congress for cultural value and yeah, contribution to society. Absolutely, in a sense, he is like on some level a genesis in which all LGBTQ was, you know, well for generationally was birthed. You know, like come forth from. Uh, in my world anyways yeah absolutely so uh, with that being said let's take a short musical break in honor of Sylvester uh, and we'll be right back with more House of Pride Radio folks don't go anywhere Brian thank, thank you. you so much thank that's, you guys so much Brian. thank you very much Pika
Yes, feeling funky today. How's the Pride Radio Pride Month? Ah, 50-year anniversary, Stonewall 1969. It happened in June. I always wondered why 69 was such an important number in, in the gay <laughs> culture. Now I know. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I get it now. I get it. <laughs> um, wow, let's. I've got my local luminaries in the room. My God, it's so much lighter. God, I put wear sunglasses. Oh, you are wearing sunglasses. I am wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Tell us, I, I'm learning, I love uh, meeting younger uh, uh, artists, um, and so welcome both of you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Seller. Um, awesome, yeah. Well, I'm not sure where to start. I work in theater and film in the Bay Area, and I'm also a drag performer and producer. Uh, you can catch me pretty regularly over at Oasis. Right now we're doing Sex in the City Live, and I'm both in that show and the stage manager and associate producer on that. That's a lot of hats. Yeah, it is. Well, we're a very and small a team. Yes, a <laughs> few wigs, actually. Um, but yeah, there's only a handful of us who work on those shows. So we all have to wear the hats on what a bigger production might have like 20 people. There's like three of us. Um, but I like it. I like the hustle. So. What's the actual physical role that you play in that production? Well, I play a lot of ancillary characters because I'm also responsible for keeping the show running. So you can see me as guy at movie theater. Um, who else do I play? <laughs> uh, the manager at the sandwich store Ooh. and, um, Oh God! I play one other person. Oh, girl, getting made out with at party. So oh, that's great. All, all of those big roles in the show. What do you put into that role to make it convincing? <laughs> A lot of. Hair for that kind of role. You know, it's different every night because the actor who's playing the boy I'm making out with plays it a little bit differently every night. So I really can't prepare. I just go in there and you know oh. let the let the making out session take me <laughs> to wherever it's gonna go. It's like how gone? Take me out? away. No, we don't. Uh, uh, boo. I was going to say, at least you get it. Yeah, we do nuzzle chins a lot, mm. and there's a lot of butt grabbing. And he do, he usually will lift me up and throw me over his shoulder a little bit at one point Ooh, to uh, really, really sell it. I would do that Rough. to me. Yeah. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's never too late. That's true. <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> we might have to change your name man. to, like, French vanilla. Yeah. Oh, there oh. we go. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> so that uh, where can folks when is this production over is it going on right now no yeah we just opened this last weekend and it runs all the way through june and through the first two or three weekends of july so uh you plenty of opportunities every thursday uh friday and saturday at oasis that's super exciting now everyone knows well not everyone knows oasis most people in san francisco do totally. but uh, if you come into san francisco oasis one of the premier uh clubs destinations if you want to experience uh the community uh in san francisco yeah and um, they have all sorts of productions and right now they should go get tickets uh at your for your production yeah it's really fun we do a lot of um queer programming and drag shows uh vanilla and i also regularly perform at the saturday night show mother mm -hmm. um do you have any of those coming up? I don't actually right now. I do. I'm going to be in the Freak Show on July 6th with Evie Oddly, but I'm performing with Peggy Legs, my drag mother. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. okay. That's right. The drag mother phenomenon. Tell mm -hmm. us about what, what that means. Well, I mean, in the drag world, because, you know, as gay people, we're kind of alienated sometimes from our own families. So as a necessity, we kind of gravitate towards other drag queens, especially when you're getting into drag. A lot of times an older queen will take you under her wing. Um, and then we all unconditionally or are there no 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 I mean my drag mother is very abusive she keeps me in a basement and, and very feeds old me one cheese <gasps> at a time 
Oh, so. yeah. Oh, boy. She's, she might actually fly through the door right at any moment. Yeah, I kind of hope she does. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a she while. Could. Yeah. But Sailor has many drag children as well, so or piranha. Yeah, I do have a handful of drag children. Chill, um, and you're so young, though. I know. Well, I, I like to help the youths when I can. Actually, most of my children are older than me, um, but haven't been doing drag as long. I've been eight years now. My my makeup skills wouldn't show it, but uh, eight years. But no, wow. my my one of my drag children snacks is the current Miss Star Search, the um, Heclina's pageant. Yes, yeah, and I've got. Did a you know I won that in well. two thousand and three? You won that in two thousand three. Oh my gosh, that's I awesome. I won in two thousand seventeen. Oh my god, it's just meant to be that we're year. all here together. That's right. I did not even place the year I competed, but so, so vanilla. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah. I birthed a, I birthed a winner though. That's almost as good. I'm like the stage mom. Was it messy? Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my I don't God. have any drag children. I'm barren. So. You're barren. Yep. Well, you, it's you all know, dried up. there's shots for that. I think. Oh well, that's okay. <laughs> you never know. I'd rather know. not have the responsibility. <laughs> well, both of you look fabulous. I'm very inspired. Thank you. We're sun. We're like sunset colors today. Yeah, just uh, use your imagination. It's feeling very tropical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you stare directly into the sun, that's what we look like. Well, while we're staring into the sun now, you're wearing regular glasses, but you have sunglasses on. Uh, I walked here. Yes. <laughs> I love your sunglasses. <laughs> Take them off. So you're well protected. Uh, will you guys help me with our next telephone interview? We've got to call Houston, Texas. Sure. Uh, this is, uh, we're going to be talking to half of this amazing production group called Dirty Disco, and they've had all these remix hits. Uh, they also release their own music um, with their own artists uh, on Billboard, and they've had many, many hits in the last few years. I'm going to learn more about it. They also own Hamburger Mary's in Houston and, oh, and nice. The Eagle. So if you're ever going to go the Houston, you want to know these folks. You do. They're super nice, super supportive. They're uh, JD. We're going to be talking to JD Arnold. He is uh, not only half of their discos, he's a legendary DJ in his own right. And he DJs at the Eagle. We're going to learn all about the new stuff that's going on for them and their pride. Houston, Texas, bring a little Southern hospitality. Oh, fabulous. To House of Pride Radio. But why don't we warm things up while we're getting him on the line with their one of their latest remixes. It's such a, we're going for uh, gay anthems this summer. Uh, here on the show today, we're going, trying to play some gay anthems. And we've, I think we've got a, a winner right here. Uh, it's from uh, it's from Dirty Disco. It's a remix uh, from them. The song's called Proud, and it fe- features Heather Small, who was the lead singer from M People. Okay. Remember that group, fabulous group? Uh, no. Yeah. I might be a little yes, too young for that one. Yes, of course we do. They sound fabulous, though. <laughs> so. All right. excited. Well, check it out. I think this is a perfect theme song for the summer of 2019. We'll be right back with J.D. Arnold right here on House of Pride Radio.
right, all right. That is Proud Dirty Disco featuring Heather Small from M People. And uh, half of Dirty Disco is with us right now on House Proud Radio, the one and only, the legendary DJ himself, J.D. Arnold. Hello, Can you hello, hear us? Hello, <laughs> Yes, I'm here. Hey, what have you done for me lately to make me feel proud? I have done an awful lot. We did Pride. <laughs> no, we're doing Proud. Yeah, I'm really proud of Proud. Yes, you guys are doing a lot over there in Houston. Tell us. Yeah, but it's also, uh, it's, it's Dirty Disco and Matt Consola. Matt Consola from Wishcraft Record, we put together this project. We got uh, Heather Small to go back in the studio, re-record those iconic vocals, and we're certainly feeling very proud right now. That's a good one. I love that song. That is a perfect, uh, I'm trying to play perfect Pride songs for the summer of 2019, and, I, and that one definitely is makes the mark and her voice is still absolutely amazing absolutely amazing what was the big hit that they had at, with them people what was that song uh, um I, I think we should try and get her to uh, redo some of those old ones don't you yes <laughs> I, for some reason i'm having a brain block on m people had that big hit what was it uh, which one? They have quite a few, you know. The biggest one in the States. I'm trying to think. I was, I think in the States it was, let me double check. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be this difficult, JD. Never mind. <laughs> oh, moving on up. <laughs> you, t- you did me moving wrong. Moving on up. Moving, and I'm moving on up. Uh, yeah, yeah okay, it's got it. Yeah. We're there. Uh, <laughs> good Lord. It was just bothering me as a DJ. I needed to like sure. get it out of me. So yes, moving on up. It was a great song. Great to see her back on the on the scene. And you guys are like in, in famous for doing that, bringing the divas back and making all the LGBTQ folks happy. Well, thank you. I'm glad uh, uh, you realize that. Yes, we are very proud to do that. I think there are so many of those great divas out there that have incredible talent and amazing gay following that uh, we're really privileged to be able to bring some of them back. Yes. Now, um, tell us, tell us. I know we're talking about the music that you and your other half, uh, Mark, um, produce, but tell <laughs> My us. My other half in one sense. Yes, your professional husband, unlike your your the other husband who you've divorced. Uh, sorry to hear that, but you posted it all over Facebook. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Ask you, how's that going? Are you, are you in a happy, happy place? Again. <laughs> oh, he's happy. He's happy. You're taking it so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm heartbroken. Can't you tell? <laughs> are, you, uh, are you single still or have you like shacked up with somebody already? Well, I did shack up with somebody, but you know, it's just one of those that you just can't believe everything he says. <laughs> okay. So, yes, I'm single. <laughs> you heard it right here on House of Pride Radio, ladies and gentlemen. J.D. Arnold, it's single. So... And what's your phone number? Yes. <laughs> I'll say that again. <laughs> it's your phone number available? Oh, I can give that to you, Vanilla. Oh, let me go around the room, J.D. I'm so rude. Oh, my God. I want to introduce... I, we have live... Guest, we have local luminaries uh, today. We have, uh, please say hello, uh, Vanilla uh, Meringue. Hi, hello. I'm Vanilla Meringue. Nice How to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And last but certainly not least, uh, Sailor Galabiz. It's a pleasure. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you too, Sailor. Sailor as in Sailor of the Seas. That's me. Seven Seas. All of them, babe. 
<laughs> All right, you so Captain Marble. <laughs> we're we're going to be flying Sailor out to Houston next week. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> these these folks are super talented um, uh, performance artists, drag queens, performance artists. Yeah. Can they come perform okay. at Hamburger Mary's sometime? Uh, you'd have to ask Mark about that. <laughs> All right, I will. That's that right, because uh, that's mind. his side of the thing. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you, JD. Tell us a little about your your career as a DJ, because you're you're well known in certain parts of the world. Um, I started off in the UK, then I moved to Holland, and then I came home to the States, basically, and DJed ever since I was 17. So it's been my lifelong career, which has been a long life. <laughs> and currently, where where are you DJing? Is that the Eagle? My residency is at the Eagle. I'm there. I do the upstairs Phoenix run with videos on Thursday and Friday, and I play the main room downstairs on Saturdays and Sundays for our Dangerous Disco, which is our most popular thing. And I love every single night. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful place to work. It's, the people there are so friendly. It's fabulous. So come and visit. Well, yes. Do you guys want to take a trip over to Houston? Yeah, Absolutely. I'd love, to. love Texas. We'll talk to Mark about getting you gigs yeah. at, at Hamburger great. Mary's. Yeah. <laughs> Hamburger Mary's is doing great. I think you would love performing. Can you walk from Hamburger Mary's to the Eagle? Yes, you can. <gasps> it's just two blocks away. It's like that guy in the castle that Alex owns the, all the clubs. Like they own, like, they, <laughs> oh, good. they have a niche in the gay market in Houston. I love and, and, it. And How large is the gay market in Houston? So great question. Between walking the Eagle and getting over to Hamburger Mary's, lots of detours you can make. Great. Oh, lots of detours. Uh, Sayla has a question for you, JD. Yeah. How big is the gay scene in Houston? I haven't actually been. It is, um, I think it's pretty huge. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, it's not quite like it was when I first moved there in the early 80s when it ruled the South, but it's coming back strong. And, you know, with our uh, pride being so big now, in Houston, I, it's, it comes back every year more and more. We are about to become the third largest city in the USA, overtaking Chicago. So keep that in mind. That's hard to believe. Wow. Yeah. Is that because you guys opened up a, another venue? It is uh, because of us. It's just because of us. Yes. They're all coming for Hamburger Mary. It's but the it's, Hamburger Mary's no, effect. No, they're coming because of the Eagle. Get it right. Oh, the Eagle. Uh, right. And I knew yes. it had to be one or the other. <laughs> that's a, I, who would have, I, bigger than Chicago? That's hard to believe. Chicago has that huge building. <laughs> they're all in that one building. <laughs> they just have one, one tall building. <laughs> we have a massive downtown, and then we have a massive uptown. And then we have a massive medical center, which is the size of most small cities in America. Move over Atlanta. The new capital of the South is Houston, South. Texas. Well, we overtook Atlanta years and years ago, honey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And wow. I love your voice, JD. You're so sexy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Are you sitting by your pool? Uh, actually, no, I'm sitting in the office because the dogs are out by the pool and they're really noisy. Uh, I have two Rottweiler puppies who are about 75 and 85 pounds now. 
I saw pictures on Facebook. Folks, you should check out JD's Facebook page. Um, where, do, where do you want people to come to uh, learn more about what you're doing, JD? Um, my Facebook page is probably the best, mm-hmm. or our SoundCloud, Dirty Disco. We have a Dirty Disco page on Facebook and uh, uh, my own personal, and Mark has his own personal as well, of course. You, you, Mark mm-hmm. really wishes he would have been with us tonight, but, uh, you know, he's always so damn busy. <laughs> Yeah, he's got businesses to run and things. I think on our last interview, you told me that Mark does the business side and you are the guy who is uh, more of the creative side. Would that be accurate? (laughs) Well, we both do. No, we both do the artistic side, but he does the business side. I'm the lazy one of the two. He's the brilliant one. Let's let's talk. Mm -hmm. Power. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I have another song here that you guys sent me. Um, Let's talk about... these guys are working with some of the top artists of the day, the day today, currently. And tell us about your um, remix, uh, what you put into it for the new Taylor Swift uh, release. Well, I just thought, you know, I watched her perform on, was it the Billboard Awards? Yes, yeah, she opened the Billboard Awards. And I, I kept thinking, oh my God, this is screaming for a club mix. And so we got to work straight away. And I think we turned it around into a really accessible gay club massive number one hit don't you we're about to find out what i aimed at Mm -hmm. (laughs) we aimed at i think is it on the chart now on the dance chart do you know i hope so (laughs) (laughs) i've been in england i'm a little behind Oh, that's right. You just got back. Um, well, uh, well, we won't keep you uh, any longer. We want to say thank you for joining us again. Please uh, come visit often here uh, via your telephone. Uh, folks, we're going to uh, play right now the uh, Taylor Swift song. It's called Me. Is that correct? That is correct. And thank you so much for having me back on. You are very welcome. Can we get a nice round of applause for J.D. Arnold? All right, J.D. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, if you thought the show was over, it's not. We still are going to talk to our local luminaries. And to top it off, we have Georgie Porgy from Chicago coming up. All this and more. Right now, Taylor Swift, me.
That is Taylor Swift's uh, new one called Me. It's been remixed by the fabulous Dirty Disco, Houston, Texas. Thank you guys for sending it over. House of Pride Radio, we've got to keep rolling, ladies. Uh, what were we just talking about? Oh, how drag has changed over the years. <laughs> yeah. It certainly has. Um, do you think about that kind of thing when you are getting ready for performance? or? Well, sure. I mean, I certainly do. I, uh, there's all kinds of different types of drag queens in San Francisco um, and they kind of change from neighborhood to neighborhood and venue to venue sometimes but um, it, it depends I, I feel like my character kind of goes half and half I'm kind of uh, generally you know like a classic drag queen but then I also veer into kind of the weirder side of drag like San Francisco likes to do um, and I do shows like Sailor's Media Meltdown that just started yeah. um, and dress up like Nicolas Cage. But then the next day I'm, at, you know, the A's game in a sequin dress and a big wig. So it, it And you were looking gorgeous. It's fun. Thank both you. Both times. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. I, I like a dichotomy, uh, but, you know, but then RuPaul's Drag Race is certainly up to the bar as far as what people expect to see. That's how I felt, queens. too, because suddenly yep. it was like perfect like image of uh, somebody's aesthetic of what a drag queen should look like. Right, right. Which well, was never my look. I right. was like, I, well, I mean, which I love. It's interesting seeing newer queens rise up though who started in reaction to the show and seeing them trying to be what they're seeing on TV right out the gate and not necessarily, a lot of them don't necessarily have their own drag identity formed <laughs> yet. They just are trying to emulate what they've seen. Um, but then again, you've also got a lot of people who are rising to that challenge and being super creative and fierce with it. So Yeah, so they, they are on their way. But what about the ones who haven't really developed their persona yet? Like, what happens? I mean, I think they keep going. I'm not going to name names or anything. It was not <laughs> no, no, I don't want to, do, but that. that's interesting. No, but, um, do they find their footing eventually? Well, it's interesting <laughs> because it's a new, it's kind of a new phenomenon, right? Yeah. Like it's only really started recently. And I, there's a handful of people that I can think of that are performing fairly regularly in the city, but I don't really know who they are. And I do think like if you talk to them, they cannot go two minutes without referencing Drag Race mm -hmm. in relationship to their own so drag. So they are a product of Drag Race. I do think that with time, everybody's going to find who they are and why they're doing drag. Why you are don't you keep, on stage? You right, don't right. keep doing it if you don't have a reason beyond like potentially getting famous because nobody's actually making any money doing this. Right. That's right, folks out there. <laughs> well, if you're in it to to be on RuPaul's Drag Race or reference RuPaul's Drag Race, you're you're in it for the wrong reasons. Well, so. you're not going to succeed on Drag Race. The people no. who do well on that show, if that's what you want, are the more original voices. I think um, who just won Evie Oddly mm -hmm. proved that um, amongst like many other queens. Like it's the the ones who, when you first see them on the show, don't necessarily seem like the belong that usually do the best on it. Right. Well, they, you think about all the people who have won, who are notable, um, and, and even people who haven't won the show who are notable, like, you know, Jinx Monsoon and Sharon Needles oh, yeah. and Trixie Mattel and all those people kind of have their own identity and forge their own way. And all of the pretty, 
you know, snappy queens kind of fell by the wayside. But those queens are memorable because they're different. Um, and I feel like San Francisco has a lot of those different queens. Yeah. I know. I feel like I'm sitting over here being so shady. There's so many people that I love and respect in the community. It's just, um, you know, it's interesting seeing, as we were talking about, the way things have changed even during the time that I've been here doing drag, which has not been as long as as you, Tweeka. Um, Yeah, but I don't really do drag that much anymore. Right. I'm, I'm basically... Although I am this Sunday at Mother Chuck's show. Which oh, is, nice. It's been a while, though. Like, um, when I was in my 20s and 30s, yeah, it was like twice a week. But, um... Um, I was always like a blood and guts drag queen, mm-hmm. like, kind of more of a like comedic performance artist, I guess. Well, that's uh, very San Francisco. Yes, that's, yeah. what, that's what I love personally. Like, tra- I, I, tra- I find that much more interesting. Shack child, basically. Right. Yeah. Remember Which, Tranny Shack? Oh, of course. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like that's really where Vanilla and I got our main inspiration when we started doing drag is from the queens who came out of Tranny Shack and got right. our start. We got our start there at least as well to a degree. Um, but now the post Tranny Shack, now RuPaul Drag Race world. It. Like, yeah. it's, um, it's interesting to see like how drag in the city is changing. And now as things become like more widespread, as people are talking about drag more online and whatever, um, you can start to say like, Oh, that's what San Francisco drag is more versus New York drag versus LA drag versus Chicago or what have you. Um, and I do think that tranny shack mentality is such a definitive, um, aspect of what defines San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. It does still very, it has a very big influence on the city still, I think, because there's still so much art in the drag in San Francisco, which I don't see other places. Oh, that's cool. That's great to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still, folks, San Francisco is the place. It's yeah, a great you're place much, to like hatch You're your much age. more likely to see someone die in a San Francisco number than you are in like a, in, in a Southern pageant. I know? beheaded myself so, once in a performance great. where I am telling you I'm not going with the, <laughs> one of those, you know, French, what do they call the gala? You know, oh, a guillotine. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then pick up my head somehow. I don't even remember how I did that. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we're also a very comedy focused city, I feel like. And not, very true. there's a lot of comedy in other places. I'm not saying that that's not true. New York is known for it as well, Seattle. Yeah. But I feel like we have kind of a weirder sense of humor. Um, that's a West Coast twist. Yeah, kind of, it's a, yeah. definitely a little bit more niche um, in terms of like what we find funny and what we're laughing about and mm-hmm. how it manifests in our drag. Because we're not just up telling jokes, but our numbers are oftentimes centered around some kind of goof. Like, you doing a show tune while beheading yourself. Like there is an inherent joke in that, that you don't necessarily see in a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or the theme like Titanic is a good one to play with. <laughs> you know, totally. <laughs> uh, what do you guys, uh, can you tell us about your upcoming numbers next time you're on stage? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing Napa Pride this weekend, and I am uh, doing a number which I've done twice before, but which I paint my face in the course of the song, so that's kind of a little bit challenging. You look flawless. Me, in give me face. a little anxiety, thank you. Yeah, but that's uh, it's a challenge to go from just no makeup to full drag, and like I, I do it to a Celine Dion song, so it's oh. it's seven minutes. Think of like ten. It's it's no, <laughs> uh, all coming back to me now. Oh God. So, but it still gives me anxiety every time I do it <laughs> um, your influences for face my influences for face are more old Hollywood movie stars so Mae West Marlena Dietrich um, Lana Turner those kind of people mixed with um, 
I, I would say old school drag. So I was very inspired by, you know, Peaches Christ, which was one of the, yes. the, the first experiences of, of live drag that I had. Um, so, and I was stunned by her makeup. And so I still continue to another to force emulate of San Francisco still going very strong. much. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yep. Peaches. Love her. And then she's borrowed from my makeup as well. So we, we borrow off of each other. I think a little bit. Well, and you've done her makeup before. Yeah. Many times, but she's also told me that she had looked at pictures of my eye makeup and did like the little white triangle oh, I love under that the eye and like, yeah. So, look, yeah. so yeah, we, uh, we, we, cause you try to figure each out other. each time you put makeup, like how should that white go? Exactly. So. Well, and, and that's one of the nice things about, Dragons, you can do your makeup differently every time. So, yeah, sometimes that. Where did you learn open. how to do makeup? Um, I am just a naturally artistic person. I studied photography and portrait photography, and then fell into makeup. So I work for Cryolon Professional Makeup and um, an educator and teach drag classes all over the place so oh i did not know that. yeah i just got finished doing uh, drag classes all over the midwest for cryolon so they sent me out to minneapolis and indianapolis and um uh kentucky louisville kentucky so oh yes. kentucky you're going to kentucky maybe well i just got back oh, yeah thankfully i, say maybe thankfully I, got, I escaped <laughs> escaped from <laughs> kentucky um where is your so is that your main day gig my, that's my main day job is yeah. i just taught a makeup class today instagram so that's i yeah i'm a makeup educator i love that the day. I just, that is a great yeah that is a great job yeah it's fun. a job you should have one you enjoy it's fun and i get a heavy discount on eyelashes <laughs> right because they're so expensive you probably have you probably have mink ones <laughs> when you're doing drag as often as she is i'm sure you need, well, yeah, I know. I never used. Quickly. I've never used eyelashes more. You've than never once. used eyelashes, really? No, more than once. Oh, more like, than once. Yeah, okay, because they well, end up being like all yeah nasty. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I try and use them as much as I possibly can until they die. Oh, you're good. You're yeah. good. I have half, half the time I lose one at some point because after a performance, like, don't you just rip things? Off? I do. I just rip it off and like. Sometimes it depends on how drunk I get during the show. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I take care of I always put them back in their case and kiss them goodnight and... That's the right way. That's why she's a professional. And I tap dance and then they... But I walk through my door, I'm like, just like ripping off the contact. Well, that's, I mean, certain things, like the dresses go right on the floor. Uh, And I have like, that's called my drag piles. My husband calls it. It's on the side of my bed. And I just throw everything off into the drag pile. I I take my wig (laughs) off, turn it upside down and throw everything in there. There you go. It's my wig purse. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Sailor? Um, In terms of makeup? Yeah, your influences. I would say that a lot of mine is more 70s and 80s rock stars Mm. more than queens. Um, Definitely David Bowie, Klaus Nomi, um, Divine. I feel like were the ones that I was looking at the most when I first started in terms of how they painted their face. And then it just kind of sculpted into a piranha eventually. Mm. That definitely comes through. Yeah, yeah the influence is definitely. <laughs> yeah, <through>. I know. <laughs> uh, what, besides the um, stage production, what's your next drag performance? Well, I'm going to take this opportunity. Vanilla mentioned it a minute ago, but my partner Franzia Kafka and I are starting a new party that we want to be a monthly. So we just did our first one this last week called Media Meltdown. And the theme was Nick Cage versus Jeff Goldblum, a drag show. And we had uh, six performers all together come out and dress as those two uh, preposterous actors and do, um, you know, I did a tribute to Nicolas Cage's new movie, Mandy, to Mandy by Barry Manilow. Mm -hmm. Um, Which was genius. 
uh, there's I, a movie out yeah. about Barry Manilow? No, it has nothing to do with Barry Manilow. <laughs> I was just using that song. Um, it's a very actually kind of gory exploitation movie. So uh, the the juxtaposition in the song was was for effect. Uh, Vanilla it, was it. one of the stars of that evening for sure. She turned out a killer Nick Cage look. Um, but yeah, we want to start doing that party as a monthly. So right now we're, we're now that we have one underfoot and it yeah. was very successful. I'm very oh, proud of how it went. Thank you. Um, we want to start trying to do that starting in July as a regular show mm-hmm. maybe at the makeout room. We're still in talks with them. Um, but yeah, the next one's going to be WrestleMania themed and we're going to get each performer to create their own like wrestler persona and, uh, have all the performances inside of a wrestling ring. And, uh, it's going to be fun. Well, I have to say thank you because I, I feel like there's so many times when you get emails for bookings, um, and it's just constantly like Madonna versus Taylor Swift versus Lady Gaga versus Stevie Nicks versus You're never going to see that at our show. It's so refreshing and to see you know, different kinds of themes that kind of challenge you as an artist because when I I said yes immediately because I was like, Nicolas Cage versus Jeff Goldblum, yes, (laughs) sign me up. I want to be there. Um, But it it was kind of challenging. But you should have seen the turnout for it and you should have seen how enthusiastic that audience was. Oh my God, they were having such a blast. Because like I said, we get so many of those versus versus Janet Jackson, whatever, whatever. And this is is completely different. uh, Yeah, With the the dimensions of what a drag can be with, yeah you know. i mean our goals for it are that we don't do themes that you're going to see at other drag shows okay. ever as long as we can avoid it if either one of us has heard of it being done before we're not touching it and we want to play on things that are going to challenge the performers but really tap into a sense of like nostalgic fun for the audience of like that is somebody that I love or something that I love that I never would have expected being uh, paid homage to in a drag setting. So I want to go after that. So, and we're adding in other things, you know, I also DJ for the party and uh, do video art visuals and my partner Franzia does immersive decor. So we had for this first one, it was fairly minimalist, but we had a Nick Cage and Jeff Goldblum inspired photo booth and he does balloon art as well that he had set up all over the place. Um, but for, we also want to do one coming up that's Dr. Seuss themed. I'm giving away all of our ideas, but I'm trying to get people excited, but uh, we want to turn the entire venue into like a Dr. Seuss kind of hellscape. So where does one find budget for such an undertaking? I mean, as of right now, we're paying for it all out of pocket. I will say, luckily with the first one, we not only made our money back, we made a little extra and we're able to pay the performers more than we intended. That's huge. Often that's not the case. Yeah. First time. Yeah. That's great. You guys on the ball. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm hoping that we can just keep building it from here. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, I'm also opening for the space lady at Oasis in early July and uh, going to be doing Janelle Monet night at Mother. You can also see me this Sunday at Oasis. I'm working with Junk Drag Broadway on their Tony's viewing party. Fabulous. <laughs> Full throttle boogie, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, can you guys hang out with me while we uh, call Chicago? Absolutely. Totally. Uh, we're going to be talking now to Georgie Porgy. Uh, we're running a little late. I hope he's still there. Uh, Voted top 20 all-time dance performers on Billboard magazine. Wow. He's had a ton of hits on his own uh, as a singer. He's a great singer. But he also produces uh, uh, singers and other artists and has his own label in Chicago. We're going to hear about his newest project. Let's uh, go back a bit and listen to one of his hits. Uh, this one's called Baby I Love You, uh, Georgie Porgy. We'll be right back with him live. Baby, I love you so. Never, never leave it. Always by 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back House of Pride Radio. Now we're talking to Georgie Porge in Chicago. Can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear. What up, Michael? How are you, Tweeka? I'm doing fine. I want to go around my room real fast and introduce you uh, to a sailor. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure. And pleasure to speak to you. And also, one last but not least, Miss Vanilla Meringue. Hi, Georgie Porgy. Hey, Vanilla Meringue. How you doing? I'm doing good, girl. How are you? I'm really, really good. It's great to talk to everybody. Thank you for joining us again. So tell us what's going on with you in Chicago. I know you've been busy. Very, very busy. Been, um, you know, just on the road again. I did some shows. I came home. Been in the studio, cranking out different records, working with, uh, working on the next Luis Santiago. We just finished the DJ Q. Well, the DJ Q is out there right now with Barbara Tucker. That's doing phenomenal. Uh, number three on the sales chart. So been finished that record. Released a record with a guy named Mike Catherall, great DJ, producer, mm-hmm. remixer out of England. We just dropped that today. The new Kano Marley's out today. It just came out. Luis Santiago's got something coming down the line, finishing that off. And beyond that, just a bunch, a bunch of records. And I'm working on another Georgie Porgy record, so I'm excited. So Georgie as far Porgy, as music, we got tons yeah. of music coming. Uh, where do folks go to uh, to? learn more about your your career and, and they can go to musicplantrecords.com or go to georgieporgy.me or facebook which is georgie porgy you can actually just find me as georgie porgy on facebook they allowed me to keep my name <laughs> that was very nice of facebook or you can go to instagram uh gp the artist and um uh twitter yep. anywhere it's all it's everywhere i'm really if you just google georgie porgy uh, with I-E-I-E, it all comes comes up. So you can go out there and find me and see where I'm going to be next. And I go to Florida this weekend to do shows. I come back. And things have been good. Still I'm going. Happy. And I'm excited. I'm going to be remixing a, a brand new Tweaker record. What do you say? I'm going to yes. be in the studio oh, yes. working on the new Tweaker oh, record. Totally See, forgot. you forgot your own record. That's Look right. I'm producing that. a record I'm, with Gypsy Love, a local San Francisco artist. And Georgie is gracious enough to come on board as a remixer. Much appreciated. It's going to be great. I'm going to send it over to you tonight. I, I've been so busy, but it's coming. No, Thank no, it's okay. It's no, big, no rush, but I'm just happy to be, you know, we got to pump that up too. So I'm excited. Can't like wait. I said, there's tons of great music happening. Um, things are really good. I'm working on some other stuff that you were, you saw us do in Florida, which we're not ready to announce yet, but we are in the process of, uh, creating something brand, brand new that's going to be coming out to the world. And, uh, I'm excited about it. We, you know, we, we started doing some, some work on it and it's, it's coming together beautifully. And, uh, just excited, brother. I mean, everything is good. I can't complain. I know the industry. What the, is is the industry is what the industry is. You know, with iTunes shutting down the purchase uh, purchasing music, which is really horrible, um, and streaming be where it's at. Uh, I just believe that I'm thankful that we are doing very, very well as far as we're still selling through TrackSource, through MusicPlantRecords.com. You can always go to MusicPlantRecords.com and purchase our music directly there and it actually gets released there a week before it gets released to all the different platforms yeah and also mm-hmm. i'm very happy bport juno anywhere where stuff to sell i mean we're available to with all the streaming stuff but i lag streaming just so everybody knows we lag streaming by six weeks why because i don't believe in streaming i'm sorry i don't believe half a penny and if i may take 
a few minutes to say this, not a few seconds to talk about streaming to people so they can educate people. Streaming is a half a penny and it only pays an artist a half a penny. And I know people say, but get a bunch of streams. No, even at 40 million streams, you're making no money. You can't even make a living on that. Even if you have a good year, you won't have a good year the following year because they're paying us absolutely nothing and it's unacceptable. So people, you need to know that if I come into your restaurant and I come to eat, if you stream for a half a penny, well, I want my steak for a half a penny. I want my baked potato for a half a penny. I want my vegetables for half a, half a penny and anything I'm drinking for a half a penny. So I'll, I'll lock you in for a whole dollar for the meal because if you're good with streaming our stuff and not paying us, you should be good with uh, us as artists getting food. And, I, and making this a big, I'm gonna, this is gonna be my new push 